the essence of transformative practices really lies in how we approach experience. Much of the time, actually one could say all of the time really, we don't have much choice about the content of our experience. If you did have the choice, right, like we were saying the other day, you would just choose healthy, happy, peaceful. Right. And if you ever find yourself unable to just choose healthy, happy, peaceful, then that shows you that you don't have a great deal of control right, over the content of your experience. And most people right, actually don't have much control either over how they meet experience. We tend to meet experience automatically, driven by habit, driven by reactivity, driven by what I call the three Ds, right? demands, defenses, and distractions. Or if you prefer, three Cs, compulsions, contractions, and confusions. So the way that our various compulsions and fears are driving us tend to dictate how we meet our experience. And yet that's what we're training, right, in contemplative practice, is to realize that we can bring awareness and skill and care. We can bring wisdom and kindness. We can bring um, clarity to how we meet our experience. So that that first arrow that I think we spoke about the other day doesn't have to be followed up with the second arrow of our reactivity. And there's a, there's a process to all of that. Right, the process of what we were calling last night, the process of learning increasingly how to meet and explore and allow experience. Right. Learning how to recognize what's happening, vitaka. And then uh, really feel into and find out about what's happening. Handle experience, vichara and find a way of actually being spacious, generous, uh, open with experience. Viveka. And I think it's important that we see these practices, meditation for example, that we see it as a process rather than as a technique. Sometimes we one might see or hear meditation practices reduced to a matter of technique. The foundation of these practices right, comes from um, mostly from the Mahasatipatthana Sutta. That means the, the, the Buddha's kind of unpacking of how to give attention to different elements of experience. 
physical experience, affective experience, emotional experience, cognitive experience, and the nature of experience. And yet, that easily gets... Re- and the way in, the, in pointing to that, Buddha makes it a process. Right? Like we were just saying, Vitaka Vichara Viveka. Uh, how to engage with what's happening. It's the, the process of what's often called in the tradition, looking deeply in order to see clearly and to experience. And the word vipassana then, vipassana means to, to see into, to understand clearly, to have insight literally. Voir dedans. <laughs> and yet, one sometimes hears or sees vipassana reduced to a technique. This technique is vipassana. Right? We might hear. Well, similarly, now that these the teachings from this background are offered in all kinds of lay contexts, in education or in healthcare or in business settings. Uh, often under the kind of the label of mindfulness. And we hear oh, mindfulness is a technique. And that technique might have point to various things. Meditation is a technique of focusing on one's breathing. Oh dear. Really? You want to reduce the great vast scope of transformational practice to focusing on your breathing. Or um, meditation is a technique for being with, being with something. You'd like a lot of that being with. I mean, being with is very good. We've been definitely exploring the process of being with. But being with isn't enough in itself. We need to be with experience with some investigation, with some kindness, with some skillful orientation. And all of that is a process. One can't reduce what we're doing to a technique. And I think that helps us to engage skillfully then with these practices and then to employ techniques to employ techniques as they're useful without getting hung up on the technique. Without making it all about the breath. Or without making it all about some particular experience. Or without making it all about um, some way I've heard meditation described to me and then I think, oh, that's what my experience ought to be like. Process means kind of a steady engagement over time. The process of becoming more and more and more familiar with body, with mind, with consciousness, with experience. Technique suggests something a bit more mechanical. Right. You apply this, 
technique and you'll get this result. And sometimes it can be like that. But generally at the, um, what might we call, yeah, the sort of the mechanistic level of mind. It's a strange way of describing it. Maybe it just, it's sufficient maybe just to say that technique, any technique, all technique, is limited. And yet, the process of meditation, I would say, is unlimited. Sometimes we find we get to the limits of any particular technique in sitting. Right? If the technique we're using is to really infuse the experience of breathing with awareness. Right? So we're just employing the technique of focusing on breath. Why? For the purpose of cultivating presence, sensitivity. The pre- for the purposes of being able to enter into not just the breath, but enter into experience in general. And it may be that we find that technique of using breath very helpful because, oh, breath's here. It's available. And yet it may be that as we give ourselves rather fully to that technique, and then there's a certain steadiness, certain ease, certain intimacy, certain relaxation. And sometimes it may be that breath becomes rather subtle. Maybe that breath becomes so subtle we can barely feel it anymore. Maybe that in that subtlety and quietitude that great ease or space opens up. Or it may be that as breath kind of fades into subtlety we're just struck by not what we're aware of but by just the fact of awareness. That there is this basic luminous knowing of mind. What a shame it would be if in those moments we're so fixated on technique that, oh, wow, things feel very spacious and quiet and luminous. But where's my breath? If we get too fixated on technique, we miss the richness of the process. So when we talk about awareness of body, awareness of breath, etc. Right, because our tendency generally is to fixate on objects, right, then even in, within that we fixate on the object of body, breath. And then we get rather sort of tied up with how much my attention is in my breath or in my body. If we if we let ourselves, if we just give ourselves to the process of that, we find that all aspects are equally valuable. All aspects means oh, being present with is valuable. But equally, noticing that we have not been present with, noticing that our mind's gotten caught up in some delir, some 
fantasy, thank you. Some drama, some reaction, some whatever. That's also part of the process. If we're fixated on technique, that seems like a moment of failure. But if we're interested in the process of meditation, we're always learning about our mind. Learning about the mind's capacity to be present and learning about the mind's tendency to fixate. In those moments where you notice you've gotten caught up, there's a few unhelpful things we tend to do. One is we me- oh, oh, oh. we try to rush back to the technique. Right? And there's, there's some sense of like a naughty school child. Oh, I went off. You know, he's sitting there. And then Martin says, where's your attention now? Oh, oh. That's one unhelpful thing we do. And then, you know, actually generating some sense of guilt or wrongness or something. Another unhelpful thing we do, we, oh yes, we recognize we're caught up, and we know in the background something about, oh, technique, but, you know, breath, really? But compared, breath seems boring compared to this. So we say, okay, I'm going to go back to the technique, but in a minute. She has a little bit more of, a little bit more drama and fantasy and uh, rumination. It's also not so helpful. Another unhelpful thing we do, we kind of blame ourselves. Right? We feel, we notice that we're caught up and Oh, and then we start telling ourselves a story about why I was caught up, how long I was caught up for, and then what that means about my meditation practice, and uh, it's hopeless, and etc., uh, etc. Et so we generate a kind of wrongness or a discouragement, etc. And all, in some ways, all of those unhelpful things, and they're just a few of the things we could look at, they're all related to the idea that the technique is the important thing. That what I'm supposed to be doing is just being aware of my breath. But that's not true. What we're invited to do is attend to the process of experience. So, in those moments when inevitably, inevitably, nobody this whole week has just sat there and breathed, with nothing else happening. And even though we imagine from the technique that that would be the real success in meditation, oh, just breath for a whole session. What would be the point of that? Right? What would be the point of coming all this way from wherever you live and arriving at the moon? Oh, just to breathe. Actually, we see, oh yeah, in the process of failing spectacularly to just breathe, in the process of being caught up and coming back, we start to see the habits of mind. 
We start to see what compels us. We start to see how that compulsion kind of um, maintains itself as physical tension, as emotional drama, and as mental fixation. So in those moments when you inevitably, uh, when you inevitably find yourself, find your attention seduced, take a moment with that. Really let yourself feel what it's like to have your attention be fixated. Let yourself notice what you're fixated upon. Let yourself notice the way the fixation um, is being generated. Particularly let yourself feel the subtle tensions in your body that are driving that fixation along. And then see, rather than doing something with the fixation or to the fixation, rather than hanging on to it, or rather than trying to push it away, what might happen if, oh, if you just soften the tensions that were driving it along? What might happen if, in attending to the process, you recognize that even though this fixation has gotten hold of your attention, that in the moment of seeing that, you're also able to see that you're here, that the fixation is here, that the way your attention is involved with the fixation is giving it a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of reality, a certain kind of um, allure, And that you have some choice with that. You have some choice with what to invest in. Invest in your fixations, if you like. The message we tend to get from technique is, don't invest in your fixations. Invest in breathing. And that's, that's actually quite good advice, because investing in fixations is pretty tiresome. But we can't learn that by being told it. So we come on retreat, and we have some good ideas about being with breath, and then uh, we invest in fixations anyway. And generally, at least in my experience, I had a really, had a really good go on retreat at investing in fixations. And then at some point we start to see you see what the Buddha, the Buddha talks about, what he calls the promise and the danger. Right? Usually we just see the promise of fixations. Whether they're pleasant fixations, or fantasy, or happy memory, etc. Or even if they're unpleasant fixations, anger, blame, self-righteousness, jealousy, negativity... We see the promise of them. There seems to be, it seems to be, oh yes, this is really worth investing in. I can really get some mental juice out of this. Right? Either in the pleasant fantasy, but even in the negativity, how much we like it. You know? How much we like going on some inner rant about anything, about our family, or about the person sitting next to us in the meditation hall. Or, or whatever it might be. And then at some point we start to see, wow, that's hard work, keeping all that going. 
It's hard work keeping the fixation going. And it's hard work keeping the sense of the sense of self actually going. The one who needs to be stimulated, the one who needs to be right, the one who needs to be satisfied, the one who needs to be entertained. Oh. So while somebody up the front here in my role might suggest hey, don't invest in fixations. It'll just wear you out. We kind of have to learn that for ourselves. So I would say, invest in whatever you like, but study the process of it. And sometimes the fixations aren't very strong. It's easy to drop them. And then we start to feel the ease or the goodness or the simplicity or the ground, uh, the expansiveness of a kind of gentle, contented, bright presence. Sometimes the the fixations are strong though. It doesn't matter, we try to leave them alone and we try to leave them alone, but they, they just really suck at the attention. If that's the case, give yourself the opportunity to feel your investment, to study your investment, to be as honest with it. See, where does it lead you? Does it lead you into a helpful state? Or does it lead you deeper into reactivity? So, we have these techniques basically called mindfulness, embodied awareness, focusing the attention, letting go of fixations, meeting and exploring and allowing experience. But we employ these techniques within this larger frame of the whole process, the process of meditation, the process of experience, the process of um, of um, yeah, becoming more familiar with who we really are, with what this really is, with how to navigate it all increasingly freely. So it's in this spirit that we sit here together. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.